happy sunday and welcome back to soul sunday with ruby and allison and today's topic we are discussing entrepreneurship and family the real disconnect so stay tuned well hello hi how are you beautiful I'm doing fine. How are you? I am doing fine as well. Guess what? What? Girl, so Sunday. That's what? I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Okay, so let me stop. So, hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of So Sunday with Ruby and Allison and Today, we will be discussing entrepreneurship and family, the real disconnect. So for those that don't know me, I am Ruby D, the goddess entrepreneur. I am the author of the Goddess Grind book series, which focuses on you becoming the best version of you in order to manifest success personally as well as professionally. I am a speaker, looking any speaking engagements for first and second quarter of 2019. I am a chakra expert. So of course, if you want a chakra consultation, reach out to me for that. Radio personality on Soul Therapy Radio with Tara. Yeah, and a lot of other stuff. But I'm gonna go ahead and let Allison introduce herself. <laughs> well, peace and blessings out there, guys. This is Allison Denise. I am a relationship coach, a personal finance consultant, uh, I'm also a radio show personality as well. I'm one fifth of the Bad Squad radio show, uh, which airs on Fishbowl Radio Network. Uh, I am a speaker, uh, also uh, looking for events and uh, ability to book. I'm, I'm available for booking for uh, first and second quarter of 2019 as well. And I am uh, in the middle of writing my first book. So I'm excited about that. And I think that's enough for now. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you for sharing that information, sis. We really appreciate it. But let's go ahead and get into the topic. So, of course, you know, we have our group chat. And, you know, you thought this would be a really good topic for us to discuss today, which is, again, entrepreneurship and family and what I like to call the real disconnect. You know, of course, with being a full-time entrepreneur, we would like to think that our family would be the first ones to be there for us, to support us, to push us, to motivate us, to inspire us. No. No. They're the last one. And sometimes they never yes. do. And when, when we think of the real disconnect, we really want to talk about what happens once you become a full-time entrepreneur and then how a breakdown occurs as a result. It's not always, you know, sunshine and flowers and it's a lot of rain. It's mm-hmm. a whole lot of rain that that with it, but you just learn and you grow and you learn how to use that as a means to motivate you to go harder, to work smarter and to push further. So, Allison, what do you think about today's I, I topic? I do think today's topic is, is something that's going to be necessary uh, for any level of entrepreneur if you have not quite... Uh, figured out the disconnect, you could be new and not understanding why your family is not jumping on board to help you move forward. You could also be seasoned and be very successful and still not understand why your family doesn't seem to share in your excitement 
And I think that today's topic, once we get into some of the different things that are happening when we become entrepreneurs and uh, how those decisions are being perceived by family members specifically, I think we'll start to uh, be able to understand more what we what we can do, what we can't, what we should do, what we shouldn't, and more importantly, what we should expect versus what we shouldn't when it comes to support and family members. Right. So one of the first things that stood out to me or that came to mind when I was thinking about this topic is that I feel like sometimes our family just don't take us seriously when we say we're becoming a full-time entrepreneur. It's almost mm-hmm. like a joke, especially if they work a full-time job and it's just like entrepreneurship, what is that? (laughs) You know, it kind of reminds me of, you know, when you're little or when you're younger, you're really good in the arts, you're really good at singing, but then your parents really don't want you to pursue it because they feel like, oh, there's not really any money in there. You're not going to be secure. Um, You know, that whole type of thinking, that is what comes to mind when you tell your family, well, I want to open my own business and I want to become an entrepreneur. And then they're like, well, are you sure you want to do that? You know, the money issue, I don't think, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, first of all, did I ask you to help me? (laughs) You know, it's just like, this is what I decided I want to do. And I've thought this through thoroughly. It's not just something that I decided to do yesterday. It's like, no, it's something that I've been considering for a while now. And that when we become a full-time entrepreneur, it, in a sense, shouldn't come as a surprise to them, especially if our family has known that we haven't been happy with our job, we've been stressed at the job, and we complain about it every single day. And it's like, do you want to continue to hear me complain about it? Or would you prefer that... I pursue my dream and what I'm passionate about, but then with doing that, then they have something negative to say, or they feel some type of way about that. So how do you feel about that? Yeah, that, that is typically the response that we get. And as you and I were talking um, earlier, what I was saying is, you know, uh, it's, it's ironic that we have family members who have an issue with us deciding to become entrepreneurs when they themselves have jobs because of someone making a decision to become an entrepreneur. Right. But the disconnect there is they're coming in at the end result of that or, or the middle part of that. So they're going to the big building, they're going to their office or their cube and they have their computers and their vending machines and their food courts. They have all of those things. And it's almost like they think that, the company that they work for started that way when in actuality they started with making the same decision that we do when we tell them that we want to go full-time as an entrepreneur they had to Mm -hmm. go through their own process but human nature you know it, it it just is what it is and people they don't think about what led to what I see they just think what I see is all there is and mm-hmm. so when we make the, the disclaimer to our family or the proclamation that we want to become full-time entrepreneurs because we don't have the big building, the parking lot, the office, the food court, immediately, they don't take it seriously, not understanding that we're starting exactly where their employer started. Um, additionally, one thing they won't tell us sometimes is that 
they themselves attempted to become an entrepreneur and because it didn't work in their mind, it, it's not going to work for anybody. But the fact in, in, in that perspective is maybe they picked the wrong profession for them. Maybe they didn't put forth the, the real effort that they have made themselves believe that they did or they just had one failure and gave up not realizing that that failure was a stepping stone to another level and so for them you need to fail so that they still feel better about their decision Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, another one that's a little you know it's funny depending on how you look at it it's just because maybe other people in the family before us have made that same proclamation it didn't work they didn't get off ground they didn't take it seriously and so after hearing a few cousins a few uncles a few aunts make the same proclamation you know sometimes our family just gets desensitized oh okay you're gonna be one just like uncle tim you're gonna be one just like aunt rochelle okay okay whatever you say and so they're just desensitized to it but the key thing in in those three areas is that none of that has anything to do with us and that's what i would like to you know bring to the forefront because we do tend to take it seriously and think that they're not taking us seriously when it's just their perception of entrepreneurship is not that serious. And so we can, you know, kind of let them off the hook and move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick. Thank you everybody for tuning in to the soul Sunday podcast with Ruby and Allison and Allison. Yeah. You made a very good point in um, about, you know, maybe them trying it or other people in the family. And then that brought an idea to mind where maybe when they did it, you know, of course, they went about it the wrong way or they looked at it more so as a hustle as opposed to actual business ownership. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, you know, Pookie down the street, Shade Tree Mechanic and all these kind <laughs> of people, you know, that have these so-called businesses, quote unquote, and they know they that they don't legitimately run these businesses. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's the only view of entrepreneurship that our family has. And it's like they don't even take you know, Pookie down the street, seriously. But they still go down there and get whatever discounted thing Pookie got, you know. (laughs) It's just like, when we come, it's just like, maybe when I say I want to start a business, that's the vision that they have in their mind. Like, is she going to be over here, you know, just selling anything and everything, discounting this, bootlegging that, selling hot (laughs) items? (laughs) (laughs) But it's just like, no, it's just like we are genuinely trying to be the next um, large skincare company or the next service provider or the Mm -hmm. next, you know, whatever it is, the next you going into this particular job that you have where you have the break rooms, where you have the parking lot, where you have the big business. I mean, the big office building. Right. Thing. We're not trying to work out. I mean, we might start off in the garage. We might start <laughs> off in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. That's how we want to stay. Right. And it's just like, okay, is that why you all can't really take us seriously? Or another um, disconnect that occurs, it's like, okay, if we are having some trouble financially and it's like we reach out to, you know, someone close to us and say, hey, do you have this I can borrow until this time or whatever? And they're like, um, no, because mm. um, actually in our discussion that we were having, because they have a job and because they worked for their money, they don't feel like they should let us 
borrow it or that they should help us because we technically to them in their eyes haven't worked for our money. Mm -hmm. They don't realize that, yes, we have worked, but it's not that we punch in clock all the time. So because we don't punch in, then it doesn't look like we're actually working for our money. So um, like I said, you have brought it up, but what you got to add to that? I know you got some. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's everything that you, you brought up already that we discussed offline, you know, that, that is a major component, you know, uh, if the mindset of our family members is more of an employee mindset, the idea of, you know, I get up and I go to work and I wait for my, my money every two weeks, I wait for that big chunk on the 15th and I wait for that big chunk on the 30th. And that's comfortable for me when they then run into a a family member like us that says, well, I want to chuck all that and I want to go out here and get it for myself. They either, they have one of two responses internally, either they think we're crazy or they're jealous. And in either one of those issues, what tends to happen is if we do run into a moment, or I shouldn't even say if, when we run into a moment where we have a a financial need, what I was mentioning is that sometimes it's going to be best to just uh, reach out to another fellow entrepreneur. Now, you have a bigger chance of that person not being able to give you as much or as quickly, but that person will get it. They will understand why you have that need and there's no judgment. But when we tend to reach out to family members, specifically those who are jealous or those who have the employee mindset, they feel like telling us no, somehow it it, it gives them a sense of power. It, it's like, yeah, see, I, I told you that you didn't need to do this. And now you're asking me for money because, you know, I have it because I did. I'm doing things the quote unquote right way. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to help you because you're not doing things the quote unquote right way. And. You know, additionally, uh, a lot of times people have the perception that if you're not making a lot of money, you should be working 24 hours a day. You should they they should always hear about us on a computer or on social media or making phone calls or sending emails and that we should never be sleeping. But as you have mentioned in, in, in previous episodes, still important as an entrepreneur, we will burn ourselves out if we don't, you know, take some time to rest and take some time for ourselves. And so family members were then misinterpret that self-care to mean that we're not serious. Right. So then when we run into a situation where we do, we have a financial need and we reach out to them. Now they feel that they're saying no is a way to help punish us. Well, nobody told you to, to sleep for eight hours and nobody told you to take some time to go ground yourself or go meditate. See, none of that stuff brought you any money, did it? And we have to, you know, that's one of those areas where we we have to learn who we can reach out to and who we can't for different things. And so when you run into that situation, one of the things that I've learned, if I run into a situation where I've asked a friend or a family member uh, for some assistance and I get a, a, I pick up in my intuition that they can help me, but they won't because they don't necessarily agree with what I'm doing. I don't end a friendship. I just don't talk to them about that need anymore. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I think that's one of the things as entrepreneurs that, you know, we can go ahead and learn. Let's just learn that lesson quickly. You do have those friend, those family members who want to help you and just can't. You also have those family members who want, who can help you and just don't want to. And it's all about you following your intuition and listening to it to figure out what type of family member you're dealing with 
And once you figure out you're dealing with one who could be sitting literally on a million dollars and won't give you, give you 20, that's not somebody you ever want to reach out to again. Right. And, you know, with you saying that, then that kind of brings us to our next point, which is the emotional effects, the emotional effects of that disconnect that takes place between family and when you become an entrepreneurship. Because once you realize who you can and cannot reach out to, or you realize that they're feeling some type of way, then that causes you to and then that causes you to maybe want to withdraw from them as much as you, you know, were previously engaging with them. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, so you feel some type of way about me being an entrepreneur. I have no reason why. But just because I asked if I could come over to use your Wi-Fi while they're, you know, while I'm waiting for mine to be connected and you tell me no, mm-hmm. it's just like I've been over there before, mm-hmm. you know, for family engagements and whatever. And I use the internet then, but now all of a sudden I can't because I want to do some work, you know, with my business. Then it's just like, we start to look at those particular family members a little differently mm-hmm. because like, okay, now I see it's not what I thought it was. And then, right. You know, of course, that makes us feel some type of way because it's just like, you know, I'm out here just trying to do my thing and you know that I'm trying to do my thing. But now that I've reached out to you for something, you're telling me no. And it's not like I'm asking you for a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Asking you to use your Internet for a couple of hours. Really, I ain't even got to come in the house mm-hmm. because before. So my device is going to automatically connect. I could just sit outside. Mm-hmm. I just few emails or you know do a few things real quick but that's it Mm -hmm. it's just like now I don't want to be around you now I have to look at you differently and now I got a side IU and just imagine how that feels especially if you are someone that I grew up with somebody that I shared this dream with somebody that knew this is what I really wanted to do as opposed to being at a job that I don't like right and it's that can cause a serious breakdown in relationships or a disconnect you know between what you're trying to do and your family being there Mm -hmm. you know I've had my personal experiences with it where I just have to say you know what hey I know my family is going here going there but I can't go because right now I don't have the funds to do it but then they mm-hmm. look at me like, "Don't you get a part time job?" And it's just like you're missing the whole point. You you don't get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be financially responsible, saying, "Hey, I can't afford that right now." And what I need to do with that time is put it, invest it more into my business, not still go and borrow money to spend it that I really don't have to do it, and then have to make up for that time that I'm away. Mm-hmm. And then you know, not only that. Um, when, back when you were um, talking about the self-care piece of it, you know, there's a flip side to that. Like, Mm -hmm. it's been times where, you know, I'm on the phone trying to respond to an email. It's a client with an inquiry or, you know, somebody reaching out to me and then somebody quit playing on the phone. Get off the phone. I'm I'm not playing on the phone. I'm Mm -hmm. trying to business right now. I mean, this Mm -hmm. is a client. They're trying to make a payment. Well, I need you to come and do this. 
give me a minute. Let me mm-hmm. take care of this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let me get my money real quick. And then I'll be right there. Mm-hmm. Look at us like we're just playing on the phone. We're always on the phone. Like we just scrolling social media and not really working. I'm like, my phone is my place of employment pretty much. <laughs> you know, right. just like you have your computer. I have mm-hmm. my phone. Mm-hmm. your computer I work for my phone what is there you know what's so hard to understand about that I hope you right and then you know it's like you got the attitude because you like wait a minute let me take care of this well I need you to so now I'm getting yelled at because I'm taking too long <laughs> Alex oh my god you are just speaking my life right now <laughs> You know, the, the, the phone thing, that, that is the biggest, that's a big deal, uh, especially here with me. You know, I, uh, for those who don't know, I am a single mom, also uh, homeschooling my son. And so we're basically spending our whole day together. And one of the biggest bones of contention that he has with me is always wanting to hide my phone or take my phone or tell me that I'm on it too much because in his mind, because of the fact that he's on his phone to play and to connect with friends and to do things like that. His assumption is that that's what I'm doing too, instead of spending time with him. Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't understand. Uh, my response rate has to be a particular percentage. And so when I get those messages, inquiries for business and inquiries for uh, setting up different uh, uh, consulting sessions and stuff like that, I need to be on top of that. I can't wait until that movie is over in two hours. I need to do this now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I if I get a rush of different inquiries and I'm on the phone very quickly or for a long time, you know, there there's a, there's a drop, there's issues. And so um, there's a balance that I have to figure out. But I've had to also tell myself, look, you know what you're doing. You know, you're not just doing this for fun. You know that part of you building your business is spending some time engaging with people on social media. You can't expect them to engage on your page if you don't do the same every now and then. You know that all of this is part of you building your business and he's not going to understand it. Now, you don't want him to grow up to hate business and hate entrepreneurship. So you're just going to have to figure out how to balance the two, but just know you're not doing anything wrong. And so you know, if we do have people who are who are dealing with that, where they feel like or where their family members or friends or children are saying, well, you're always on that phone. You know, I, my what I've tried to do is, now with my son, I'll do it a little more because he's my son. But with other people, I, I explain it once. If they show me they don't get it, I just don't waste my breath again. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's, it's, it's me building something for me. This is now my baby. And that's that's what was so funny about you saying, you know, now I have to give you the side eye when I ask you if I can come use Wi-Fi. And when it was a social function, it was cool. But now that I'm saying this for my business, it's not. People mm-hmm. don't understand it. When you decide to take on entrepreneurship, that's like a baby to you. And right. so when you're telling me that you all want to help me with my baby in our heads, it, it almost feels like you're saying, I'm telling you my baby is hungry. And you're telling me that even though you have the ability to feed my baby, you're not. I am going to look at you crazy because mm-hmm. that's how serious entrepreneurship is to, to people who want to see it succeed and who are willing to make those sacrifices. And, you know, when when you're when you're dealing with people who who don't understand it or people who. Uh, tried it and never took the time to learn the difference between failure versus redirection and, you know, and people who just flat out want to 
make it difficult for you to succeed. You know, um, just like if you have a person who says, yeah, you know, it was cool for the family reunion. You can use my Wi-Fi, but now you want to do your business. I'm going to come up with a reason why there's a problem. The problem, again, is in them. They're either wanting to try to force, uh, do their part to force you back into the workforce because you working like they do made it more comfortable for them or they want to uh, somehow sabotage you so that they can also say, well, the same way it didn't work for me, it didn't work for them. And so now I feel better about it because I'm not going to tell anyone else that I was still missing the oper- missing the entrepreneur season that I had. And I'm not going to tell anyone that I'm still bummed that it didn't work. So what I will do instead is just see if I can get someone else to feel what I feel so that mm-hmm. I can feel better about the fact that it didn't work because now I have other people around who I help, uh, I think I help let fail in their endeavor also. And those are just people we need to be careful of anyway. Right. And, you know, of course, that takes us right into the next segment. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Soul Sunday, um, the podcast with Ruby and Allison. But even though these things take place, we still, as entrepreneurs, have to keep moving forward, have to keep pushing forward, even though we know what there's going to be a disconnect of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that really helps me with getting beyond that disconnect is knowing where the disconnect lies. So it's mm-hmm. like, if I know this particular family member has a problem with me being an entrepreneur then I definitely don't go to them for anything that pertains to my business or running my business or anything like that. But, you know, of course, outside of work, if we're having a family gathering, then yeah, I'll still go hang out. I'll still go kick it. I'll still have fun. It's just that I know how far, you know, our relationship goes. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing is, you know, we have to be, I, defensive about our business or mm-hmm. not let me not use the word defensive let me say protective mm-hmm. because when people when we're around people and they're trying to minimize what we do and how we run our business it's our responsibility to speak up and say hey I don't know what you think this is but that's not what this is mm-hmm. my livelihood this is what I want to do simply because you don't want to pursue your dream. That ain't got nothing to do with me. So don't be trying to minimize what I do because you are afraid of moving forward. Now, maybe you don't have to come at them like that and be petty like that. <laughs> <laughs> but when you are in that protective mode, you have to be forceful and you have to be aggressive and you have to be stern. Because if you're not, then they're going to be like, oh, that little business or all oh, this little thing. That, that. Uh uh-uh. And it's just like, you just have to learn to be protective. Like Allison said, that is your baby. You don't let anybody talk about your baby any kind of way. You don't let anybody tell you how to raise your child, how to nurture your child. So don't let anybody do the same thing when it comes to your business. Be like, hey, you know, this is something that I take seriously. I work on this every day. You know, do I need to show you my papers? Do I need to show you my EIN and federal registration and state registration and all this other kind of stuff in order for you to take me seriously, which is pretty much the same thing your business has. Look on your tax return. You got an EIN number, right? Uh, okay, it is on there. I have an EIN number. <laughs> You're right. 
Because, because I ain't got no employees. Oh, I'm not serious, huh? Right. Well, I bet you if it comes tax time, if I make enough money, the IRS going to come looking at me. It's, it gets real serious then. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> and it's just like, you just have to be protective of your business. Mm-hmm. And if somebody trying to, tries to minimize it, no, you correct them. And no, it's nobody's responsibility but mine to correct my business or yours to correct your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you can't, you just simply can't be out here doing bad business. If somebody, you know, in your family say, well, hey, I'm really going to support her this time. And then they buy a product from you and then it take you forever to give it to them or they never get it. It's just like she ain't in no real business. Mm. Because she can't be doing, you can't do treat a paying customer like this. I don't care. It could be your mama. Mm-hmm. If your mama placed an order for something, you need to fill her order just like you would fill a complete stranger's order. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's just a few things that I recommend or then I'm going to put out there as far as, you know, getting beyond that disconnect so that people can begin to take you more seriously. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, you know, let Allison go ahead and chime in because, you know, I can talk and Allison can talk. And <laughs> you know, I, I love that you brought that particular aspect up because you and I are both about balance and we're both about being self-reflective. And so you know, we're, we're definitely aware and have both experienced not having family members support us, but we're also able to look within and say, okay, is there anything that I've done to warrant this lack of uh, support? And so while both of us are aware that we have not done anything to warrant that support, it is very important to, to sit back and say, okay, let me, let me go down the line of these family members. Now let me think about, you know, have they reached out? Did they send me an email asking about my service and I never responded? Did they send me a text message that I took days to respond to? Did they, to your your example, did they order something from me and I took the money quickly, but I still haven't given them the product? In those instances, you are part of that that reason for the lack of support because they they extended that that chance. And you took advantage of them as family, just like they kind of, you know, we, we feel that some family members take advantage of us as entrepreneurs. They, they, a lot of family members will come to us expecting us to always give them things for free, not understanding or wanting to understand that it's our livelihood, not wanting to understand that, you know, that money is not, you're not just giving money to a cousin you grew up with. You're giving money to someone who's building a business and, you know, the, the same token, you can't ask family members to purchase something, to support something, to attend something, to do things that, that you need done for your business and then have a horrible follow through. That's also right. going to hurt you. And if you'll, if you'll do it to family, um, while you say that you may not necessarily do it to people that you don't know, you're setting yourself up to be more comfortable with a bad follow through. And that's not a good thing that you want to have as a business owner. That is correct. Thank you all for tuning in to the Soul Sunday podcast with Ruby and Allison. And we are discussing entrepreneurship and family, the real disconnect. But, you know, we don't want to make it too long. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. So for those that are interested in following me on social media, on my websites, you can find me on www.thegoddessgrind.com. 
in which you can schedule your chakra consultations, which are currently, you know, 50% off through Cyber Monday. Um, you can also purchase any of my books. They are 20% off, which will be good through Cyber Monday. Um, and just make sure, like I said, if you have any events coming up and you need a speaker, reach out to me. You can send an email via the website or send an email to info at thegoddessgrind.com. And of course, you can find me on Facebook, Ruby with an I-L Davidson. You can find me on Instagram, Ruby the Artistry, as well as soul underscore therapy underscore radio. Allison? Well, peace and blessings again, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, to connect with me. Feel free to find me on Facebook under Allison Denise and uh, my two official pages, Miss Allison Denise, a.k.a. The Petite Powerhouse. That's me. And uh, the page to my 501c3 nonprofit, Be Still and Move. You can connect with me on YouTube, Instagram and Twitter under Miss MS Allison Denise. Feel free to visit AllisonDenise.com for any needs that you may have concerning consultations. I'm available for uh, relationship consultations, whether it be for couples, for individuals, for those who are getting out of bad relationships or need help. Um, I do premarital counseling, and I'm also available, again, for speaking engagements related to uh, enjoying your life, whether you're in a relationship or not, how to enjoy your life in all of its different forms and uh, with all of the different areas that you've been gifted in. So feel free to reach out to me. I look forward to hearing from you. Well, sis, as always, it's been a pleasure. And, of course, we look forward to speaking with you all on next Sunday for Soul Sunday with Ruby and Allison. We'll see you next time. Peace. We thank you for tuning in to the Soul Therapy Series. Be sure you check us out online at www.soultherapyradio.life and join our email list. This is Ruby D, the Soul Speaker. Peace. Thank you.